0: Okay, hallelujah, you have your Bibles this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, stand with me all over the building this morning for the reading of the word, we're going to go to verse 21, if you got it, say praise the Lord, the Bible says, prove all things, hold fast." That which is good. Father, for the next few moments here this morning, I pray that you would just use me as a mouthpiece for the Holy Ghost. Lord, would you speak to the hearts of all that are here today. Lord, give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this word today. Give us the spiritual eyes, Lord, to see the path as you lay it out before us. Give us the godly wisdom, Lord, to walk in that path, and we'll thank and praise you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated. The title to the message today is what? Oh, yes, Sunday school. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead, uh, Sunday school. The title to the message today is I'll Take Your Word for It. I'll Take Your Word for It. Amen. Sister Sandra, I'll get you a copy of this. I'll Take Your Word for It. Praise God. I'm sorry, I forgot all about that. Y'all have to remind me. <clears throat> Sometimes my mind just goes blank. Or getting old, I guess. Amen. <clears throat> I'll Take Your Word for It. How many times have you ever told somebody that or heard somebody tell you that? Do you know there's usually a reason for that? I'll take your word for it. They don't want to hear no more. Or you just don't want to study into something or you don't want to go into something And do it yourself, so you just take their word for it. But I want to look closely at that today. Amen. If there has ever been anything in this life that you don't want to say that about, it's the kingdom of God. Brother Edward, would you get me first John 4 and 1? There is a move throughout this land today that follows along the same path of what I was just talking about. People are just taking somebody's word for it. What does the Bible say in four one there at First John, brother? Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits if they are of God. Go ahead. How many of you believe that that's nowadays that they're talking about right there? How many of you believe there's false prophets in the world today? There's never been a time on this earth where there's been as many false prophets as there is today. There are. I used to live right down the road, right across the street almost from a, from a place that it called itself a church. Of course, they weren't the church, but they called themselves a church. And they used to have prophets, people they call prophets come all the time. They had one little curly Q guy come along. He'd come over, had big long, had long curly hair, you know, and British accent or something like that. Always flipping his hair, you know, like like a sally boy. And uh, and he he was supposed to be a big famous prophet. But if you go to his website, it ain't nothing. But he just took some 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 passages out of not the King James Bible, but other Bibles, and he just throws them out there and, and claims himself to be a prophet. When uh, he ain't no more anointed than a stump. And there was a, a, a friend of ours that, a uh, good man, had a wife. That they'd been married almost 60 something years, I think. And that guy prophesied over him. He didn't ask him to prophesy, he just came and prophesied over him. Didn't ask him to, he just walked up to him, prophesied over him, told him that. that him and his wife was going to be married for another uh, 50 years. Which would have mean they would had to live to be 130. Did you know they bought that hook, line, and sinker? They came to our church and told us about it. Stood up and testified. And said, man, said, you know, he prophesied over us that we're going to be married. He said, you know, there's no marriage in heaven. So, he said it said, it's, it's going to have to be here. So, he said, you know, well, man, we're going to be married for another 50 years and he says i'm just claiming that and he said man you know well you know what lo and behold two years later i got a year and a half later i got a call on the phone his wife just died and they was going to have a funeral i just wonder if they invited that big famous prophet over to the funeral or if they might have invited on him onto the hospital, to say, "Listen, man, take some of that almighty power you got from Lord, uh, from Almighty God there and raise her back up, because it's obviously not time for her to go. Because you, you you prophesied she's going to be alive uh, or be married another fifty years to me." You know what? They still follow that same guy. He still gets big money to come and prophesy at that church. <laughs> The Bible says, try the Spirit. See if they be of God. Church, I'm going to tell you something. I've told you many, many times, don't you take my word for it. I don't want you to take my word for it. Because, listen, your walk with God, it's not on me. Okay, what I teach you, that's on me. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to answer for that. So if I step on your toes, I'm going to have to answer for that. If I preach something that that just goes all over you, I'm going to I'm gonna have to answer for that. But let me tell you something. If I preach something that went all over you, I'll answer for that. Amen. One thing, you ain't going to be able to stand before God and say, Oh, well, he just, uh, he just preached too smooth. His Word was just too smooth. I don't believe believe that's a problem in this church. But I don't want you to take my word for it. That's why everybody's got a Bible in your hands. Sister Terry, where's your Bible at? Amen. Brother, where's your Bible at? Where's your Bible, sister? Where's your Bible, sister? Where's your Bible, brother? Praise the Lamb of God. You see that? You know what? Everybody hold your Bible up. Man, I don't think that devil wants to be getting in no sword fight with y'all. Y'all look like a bunch of sword fighters to me. Amen. You Nobody got a squeaky new Bible. Amen. Got a woman there with two swords. Amen. Wanted to cut him on the right, cut him on the left. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you something. Okay, let me tell you something church, I want you to, I want you to get a clear understanding that this walk is not between me and you and God, this walk is between me and God, this walk is between you and God. I want you to know what the Spirit is saying to the church, which is, what is the church? That's right. So I want you to, my job is to tell you what Jesus is talking to you about. It's, to tell, it's telling you, you've learned a lot of things under this. Why? It ain't because of me. It's because I work for Him, and He speaks through me to you. Praise God. That's the order of God. Hallelujah. And so it ain't got nothing to do. God could use any donkey. He just happened to use this one. Amen. Praise God, and so I don't make no, I don't make no bones about it. I know who I am. I know where I came from. I'm just proud to be here. You call me anything you want to. Praise God. I'll be a donkey. I'll be anything that God wants me to be, just long as I make it through them gates at the end of all this. Praise God. That's all I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about what position I'm gonna be in up there. I'm not concerned about holding no position. My position is just inside them gates, and beyond that, you can do whatever you want, Lord. Doesn't matter me where I'm at It's the kingdom of God. Just get me in there, praise God, and make sure there ain't no mail being delivered. Amen. When I get to heaven, I don't want to see no mailman, no mailman. Amen. I don't want to see no mail because you know what, mailman bring bring bills. (laughs) I don't want no bills. Amen. All my stuff be paid. Praise God, paid for. Amen. And I ain't going to need no checks either because I ain't going to have no bills. (laughs) So you ain't going to need all that. Praise God. He said, come and eat (laughs) without price. Amen. Praise God. So it's very, very important that each person in the kingdom of God have their own walk with God. Now, it is my job to help keep you uh, stirred up. It is my job to not let you get fat and lazy. It is my job to make sure that you're trying to meet your fullest potential because if you don't, you ain't going to make it. How many of you clearly understand that? I ain't getting no amens here, so either y'all are deaf, my microphone's off, or I'm going to fell off into a Lutheran in church this morning. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I don't I don't step on your toes just just because I ain't got nowhere else to walk. I don't step on your toes just because I like to tap dance on people's feet. I step on your toes to wake you up and help you understand, listen man, what got you home, what was gonna get you home yesterday ain't gonna get you home today. Amen. Because you need to grow. Amen. You need to grow in God. And the, the Bible says to whom much is given shall what? The more be required. So every day of your life there's more required of you. Praise God. And so it's my job to help, help you to rise to the occasion, to help you to rise. Amen. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, go on unto what perfection. What does that word mean, Brother David? What's that word perfection mean when it's talking about go on to perfection? That word perfection there does not mean perfect. What it means is complete. That's what it means in the the Greek. Go on to perfection. means go on to completion. How many of you understand you ain't complete yet? If you have, listen, when you get to where you're breathing your last breath, if you have done all you can do between the time that the Lord brought you in to the time that you breathe your last breath, then you will have gone to perfection. But if, listen, how are you going to meet your fullest potential if you don't have somebody pushing you? Because you're lazy. Don't you get, don't you, don't you misunderstand? You're lazy, just like I am. If God don't push me, I will curl up like my dog and lay there and just go to sleep. Curl up by me, nice little cozy spot. But God has to poke and prod. Say, "Hey, come on, man, let's go." What, well, uh, yeah, Lord? Oh, Lord! Get up, man! Come on, let's go! Come on, man! You'll be all right. Get, get some coffee. Come on. Oh God! Oh, Lord! That's how we are, every one of us are like that. Why do you think you look in the word of God, look at all the times that people had to be poked and prodded and pushed and what did peter say he said he said i think it I think it means as long as I am in this tabernacle, which means the what the body, to stir you up by." Way of remembrance, amen, so you know what? Have you ever been going along in the mully grubs, Sister Tara, which you just testified about it earlier? you know you 're getting ready, you're going along through the having the mully grubs and all that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, God brings to you remembrance how good he 's been to you, praise God, you get to- forget, you forget where God brought you from. You forget how good you got it. Praise the Lamb of God. <laughs> Amen. Now, <laughs> Brother David got it good now, praise God, because he got that burden he was carrying around that old job for a long time, had him working. Craziest shift I ever heard of, man. I mean, ends up being about a 20-hours-a-day shift by the time you mix it all up, a split shift like that. Never can get no schedule or sleep or anything. I mean, your body don't know what the heck's going on. Amen. So, praise God, he's out of that mess now but you know what it won't be very long he may forget what a pain in the neck that job was <laughs> you know <laughs> hey but it it does sometimes we have to we have to think back and remember what a mess we used to be in before god brought us out amen now the bible said Read that one more time, brother. First John four one. Listen carefully. Read it loud, brother. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now listen, but try the spirits. Hold on. How do you try the spirit? Uh, how do you try the spirit? Says Hoffman. How do you try the spirit? That's right. That's how you try the Spirit, by the Word of God. Amen. If it don't line up with the Word of God, it ain't the Spirit of God. i got news for you, buddy. If it goes against what the Word of God says, honey, I don't care how good it looks, tastes, smells, and, and all that stuff, it ain't God. The Bible says it's no strange thing that the devil come as an angel of light, nor his ministers also come as an angel of light. It ain't no strange thing. Does that blow your mind? Man, you've met several of them. You have talked face-to-face with Satan many times, I promise you. Some of you kissed on him. Yeah! No, sir, me neither. I ain't no devil smoocher. Huh. I used to be. Boy, it got all quiet in here. You notice that? Huh? See, everybody trying to put it off on me like I'm the only one. Oh my goodness! So you did, did you? <laughs> something about luscious or something. I don't remember what that was. I don't know. Somebody about... really that you know what luscious? You can find the word Lucifer in luscious. Did you know? Just about. <laughs> See. Thought, <laughs> thought, thought I forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Praise God. Preach that. Now, this, I'd let you elaborate on that, but i got to move on. Amen. All right. Praise God. Go ahead, brother. Try the spirits. Whether they are of God. Many false prophets are going out in the world. Did you know this right here? This right here. Is the true prophet. Did you know this book right here i got in my hand? This is the prophecy. Here it is right here. There ain't no false prophecy in this right here. I promise you, buddy, whatever it says, it's going to come to pass in this right here. There ain't no shadow turning in this. It's forever settled. You ain't going to change it. There's no man alive, no devil in hell, no angel in heaven, nor God Himself cannot change this Word. Nothing can change this Word. God can't change this Word. Once it became written... It is forever, everybody say, forever settled the Lord said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word you come who will never pass away. it ain't going nowhere. They can take every King James Version Bible off every bookshelf in this world, but I promise you it ain't gonna change the Word of God. They can take the covenant out of that book and change it any way they want to. But just because man says this is what it takes to be part of the kingdom, don't change what Jesus said it takes to be a part of this kingdom. Hallelujah. Bible said in another place, praise God it said, if man believe it not, does doth, doth it make the word of God of none effect just because somebody don't believe it? God forbid. But let God be true, and every man a liar. You know what that's saying? That's saying that any man that tells you something against the word of God is a liar. He is a liar. The word of God is settled and it is the truth. You don't line the word of God up with your lifestyle. You line your lifestyle up with the Word of God. It is the forever settled template of this life. Praise the Lamb of God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on with it. Come on. Yes, they have. Yes. That's right. That's right. And that's why those churches that they call churches are filled beyond capacity. They have to they have to build on to them all the time. They end up having to buy stadiums to put them in. Oh, no. The Word of God is not for the world. Did you know that? Do you know the Word of God ain't for the world? Who's the Word of God for, brother? It's for the church. That's right. Praise God. <coughs> Excuse me. It's for the church, the Word of God. Oh, people, I've preached that for years. I've never heard anybody else preach it. Never heard anybody preach that, ever. Never heard anybody say that. But, man, you know, when I started saying that and started preaching that and saying it, you'd be amazed how many people look at you like, What? No, that's what it was written for. Oh, no, no. Bible says, let the, <laughs> Let him that have ears... Let them hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Praise God. The Bible says that word is Spirit, and they are life. Praise God. They are Spirit, and they are life. Praise the Lamb of God. That's what the Word of God is. It's a Spirit. That's my King you holding in your hand right there. Praise God. That's the voice of the Master. Hallelujah. And so, uh, praise God, man. (laughs) The, The Word of God, man, is all that. But you hear people think this word's written for the world. You don't need to change the word so people can understand it. Are you out of your ever loving mind? Why do you think it's written the way it's written? It's written that way for a reason. Do you think God just throwed something down and said, Oh man, my bad. Do you think God would ever say to you, Oh, my bad. That's right. Why speak to you in parables? (laughs) He said, because you have an ear, hear it, but they hear not. It's meant for you to hear the Word of God. How do you hear the Word of God, Sister Tara? Uh Uh-huh, come on, give me more. Ah, there you go. How will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How would you have been baptized in Jesus' name? How would you have called in him in whom you have not believed? You may have believed in Jesus Christ because you knew Jesus Christ existed, but you were not a believer that he was God and that he was the only way. Amen. And that you must come through his name. You were not a believer in that. How would you call on him? In other words, how would, that was, that's baptism. How would you call on him in whom you've not believed? How? Shall you believe on him in whom ye have not heard? Nobody preached that to you. Amen. And then, and then how shall he preach? Or How shall you hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? Amen. That's the order of God. That's the order of God. And even then, you know what? It took the Holy Ghost in me to preach it to you and it took the Holy Ghost in you to get it and understand it and receive it. Praise God. Took the Spirit to give you the ability to understand as well. The Lord has to, you know, how many of you understand the Lord has to open your understanding of scripture? It's locked. It's a lock on that. It ain't meant for everybody. You're gonna to have to show God something first. How many of you just dump your treasure out to anybody? You know you size them up when you pull up to a, you pull up to a bridge and underpass, overpass, and you know them people standing out there got more strength than you got. Standing around there, and you sitting there thinking till you, you said, you done sizing them up. Oh yeah, well, huh. I don't know if I'm gonna give him a dollar or not, cause he's, he's, uh, looks to me like he ought to be working. Or somebody comes along and they want something from you. We've had them give us a list in this church. Come want some stuff, but they want, they want to tell you, okay, I need some dog food. No, no. They want to tell you, I want, yeah, I want this particular type of dog food and cat food. <laughs> List, all name brand stuff. They want no dollar store stuff. No. No, I want name brands. Like, yeah, I need some tennis shoes. I want Reeboks. I want, you know, I, I want these Air Jordans or whatever, you know. <laughs> your cat and dog ain't hungry enough yet, honey. When they'll eat that list out of your hand, <laughs> they'll be glad to get some kibbles and bits, buddy. Whatever you can, Alpo or anything else you can come up with, praise God. Then you got a dog that's hungry. And you know it's the same way with God. Yet, they, you know, nobody wants to come. Nobody wants to come, hear the Word of God. They want to sit on their lazy backside at the house. They don't want to get up and come to the house of God, but they expect God to open and go up there and build them a place, spend time preparing a place for them, and they're not preparing a place for Jesus. What about the place, he said, prepare a dwelling place for Him that I may dwell, praise God. What about that? What about being the temple of the Holy Ghost? What about cleaning all them cobwebs out of there and all that filthy, wicked garbage and stuff out of you so that God can have a dwelling place? He said, I will walk in them, live in them, dwell in them. Now, how is it? How is it that they expect God to do His job and they're not going to do anything? That's what they're being taught. That's exactly what they're being taught. And they like it that way. Huh. Let's get some Bible. Brother David, Matthew 18, 16. Sister Hoffman, 2 Corinthians thirteen one through 5. Amen. Sister Erica, get me some scriptures ready. Psalms 34, 8 and 9. Sister Tara, Hebrews 13, 17. Okay, y'all get some scriptures ready. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, 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 thirteen one through five uh, Matthew 1816 go ahead brother David when you get it 18 sixteen go ahead if he will not hear thee take with thee one or two. Witnesses. That's right. In the mouth of two or three, that every word may be established. Praise God. Listen, as I said before, there's so many people out there today that are just saying, take my word for it, or I'll take your word for it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. That's a dangerous prospect right there. That's a dangerous prospect. And you know what? We're going to look at it here in just a minute why they do that. Okay, who's got the next one? Go ahead, honey. Go ahead, Sister Halpin. Yes. Examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Except you be reprobates. Amen. Church, you need to continually prove yourself. How do you do that? How do you do that, Sister Erica? Come on. That's good. We're gonna to get to that scripture here in just a minute. But how do you how do you how do you prove yourselves? I mean how do you you know what you do? You get the word of God out and you see how your life's lining up with the word of God. Does it line up with the word of God? Did you know that the Bible says abstain from every appearance of evil? Did you know that's where I came from with what I was talking about at the beginning of church today? To where I came from. We need to abstain from every appearance of evil. And I'm not about to let that mealy mouth, scum, bottom-feeding devil slip some garbage in that's going to give that devil opportunity to blaspheme at us because he's the one that will take the blasphemy to him and say, well, yeah, but what about this over here? Look at this over here. Okay, oh, they look nice over here, but look at this over here. Look right over here, see? And then he'll say, well, you know, okay, well, you can show them where you came from and all that stuff. You know what? I'm not even sure that's a good idea because... Uh, you know what, they they may latch on to that and go somewhere else with that. Just let them see where you are. You can tell them where you've been, your testimony, but I'm not going to show people a bunch of pictures of me the way I used to live. That's not my, you know, my wife keeps some pictures for keepsakes and all that, but she ain't going to see me posting them around the church. I'm not going to have pictures of me, around, you know, on our uh, website of the way I used to live because I'm not proud of that. Amen. Now, you know, we do have some before and after pictures of when I was uh, much, much younger and, you know, and didn't live like I live now. And comparison to some of those same pictures today are just amazingly different. But but we have to be very careful because the Bible tells us to abstain from the very appearance of evil. Amen. Listen, I'm not concerned about what I used to look like. Praise God. Huh. Here I am now. Praise God. Here I am now. Amen. Now, okay, so who's got that next scripture then? Uh, Psalms 34, 8, and 9. Fear the Lord, ye his saints. There's no want to them that love him. Oh, oh, so it's a uh, you must fear him thing. They no want to them that fear him. Amen. There's a lot of people out there claim they love him, but you know what God has to say about that. What does He say about that, brother? If you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. That's right. Okay, praise God. Come on, Sister 13, Thirteen, seventeen, Hebrews. Who's that? Yes. Okay, let me ask you a question. Everybody's eyes up here. Look right at me. Do you think I delight? You might as well forget looking at that, brother. <laughs> your watch, I was just saying. <laughs> you just looking at your watch. You. Oh, okay. Listen. Do you think I delight? It delights me to tell you things that you're doing wrong? Do you think there's any delight in that? Think about it. Is there any delight in that? Don't you understand what the Lord said, man? That it's not that, that He takes no. He yeah, He doesn't take any delight in that. It's not. You were talking tap dancing on that earlier, brother, uh, uh, in the scripture too, where the Lord said, "Hey, I take no delight in 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 in, uh, 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 in the sinner that perisheth." But it's His desire that all come unto repentance. All men come unto repentance, Amen. That all men turn. He takes no delight in somebody going to hell, Amen. Because he knows the depths and he knows the, the the seriousness of hell. We don't even realize it. You think you're scared of him now? If he ever showed you a picture of hell, huh? You, the, I believe the fear factor would go up quite a bit. Yeah. So. The thing about it is, I absolutely take no delight in that whatsoever. Man, it's not delightful, but I have, it's my job. And so, if I don't, I get beat up over it. And do you know what? I still get beat up over it when I do. When I do chasing you. Why? Because y'all never see the times I'm in here shedding tears over stuff like that, because I don't like to do that. That's, that's the most un, that 's the, the, the most uh, 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 undesirable part of this entire position that god 's put me in is having to uh, uh, chasten the people of god, but it 's not for uh, it 's not to defeat you or push you around just to push you around it 's to help keep you moving forward in god it 's to help keep you awake and alert, praise God because the enemy wants to destroy you the enemy and if you know what I have learned through this Years that I've been in this, I have learned to look for the signs. And let me tell you somebody anybody that's ever left this church, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. And I knew it was going to happen. Amen. Because there's little telltale signs that the enemy has already set up shop. He's already found a crack, and he's come in that crack. He's already slipped through the crack in the window. He's already slipped through a crack in the door. He'll come under the door. If you've got a crack in there, he'll come in, and he's already coming in, and he's bringing more with him. Amen. He's going to bring as many resources as he can. And before long, buddy, you can just see the writing on the wall. One brick at a time. One brick at a time. So, here's here's what I found. I've found it's much better to nip it in the bud. It's much better to get it while it's in the bud, before it blossoms out into a big flower. It's much easier for me to light somebody up right now than to let it really settle in and have to un- and just have to blow them up. Praise God. The Lord told it to me just like this one time, and I've told y'all more than once about this, but He came to me and told me straight up. He said, let me tell you. He said, you just preach it like I wrote it, and you let me worry about the rest. Because I don't like hurting people's feelings. I'd much rather just be hugging your neck and say, man, you're so wonderful. Such a great child of God. Wonderful. You look so good. You're just doing so great. And I try to balance that out as well. I try to be the first one to come and tell you, man, you're doing great. Praise God, you're doing good. However... However, here's a little area right here you may be needing to put a little more attention on. You may need to maybe kind of boost this up just a little bit. You're letting this part slip over here. Be careful with that. Amen. That's really how uh, I try to approach it. It may not seem like that sometimes. And you know what? I never have been accused of having too much coot. I never have been accused of being a little too smooth around the edges. I may not be the smoothest uh, around the edges, man. I just only know one way, a- Amen. But but I tell you, my intentions are good, Amen. And uh, the Bible says, "As one that must give account." Come on, read that. Read that again. Says, "Yes." Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Did you know, I not only pray for you, but I also go to the Lord and tell Him all about you. I said, Lord, check it out now. Man, look, Lord, how good they're doing. Amen. Amen. At the same hand, I'm also praying. If I happen to know a weakness or something that you have or or something you need prayer about, I'm on it, man. I'm praying about it, God. Help them with that, Lord. Help them, God. You know what? Let me tell you something every one of us are going to have to be to make it into heaven. And let me tell you what that's going to be. You're going to have to be an overcomer. You know why that is? Because everyone in here has been caught up and still gets caught up from time to time in this old devil's world. And in order to be considered an overcomer, you first have to be overcome. An alcoholic's overcome by alcohol. He's overcome by the spirit of alcohol. A smoker... It's called a smoker. Why? Because he's overcome by that tobacco. Amen. But he's a smoker. Did you know every doctor in the world will tell me that, that every alcoholic is always going to be an alcoholic? And you know what? I'll tell every one of them right to their face. And before national TV, he's a, they're a liar. They're a liar. You know how I can tell them But You know they claim that. They say, once you're an alcoholic, you're always going to be an alcoholic. Really? Well, you know what? What about smokers? Once they smoker, are they always a smoker? Yeah, that's right. You know what? Let me tell you something, buddy. <clears throat> there ain't no way. There's not a fiber in my being that's alcoholic. Not a fiber in me. And there ain't an alcoholic ever lived that was more of an alcoholic than I was. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. But you know what? There ain't no fiber in my being that's alcoholic now. You know what the Lord said? He said, He whom the Son set free shall be free indeed. Praise God. That settles it. Why? Because that word is settled. The Bible says, Let God be true and every man a liar. So you see, See how going with what the Word of God says just changes all this other stuff? But yet, who are they going to believe? They're not going to believe me. You know who they're going to believe? They're going to believe the man that's got a degree on the wall says he's a doctor and he's much smarter than me. You know what? They don't even have to do that. All they got to do is look at his bank account. They're going to believe that man before they believe me. Because in their mind, money is truth. I'll tell you what, if you ever want to see what it's like to choke to death with some cigarette smoke, there's two places you can find it out a bingo hall or an AA meeting. Now, okay, so, so what do you do? What do you do when you go to looking uh, uh, for a place to Learn about Jesus. You know, people just say, well, they'll take their word for it. But don't you reckon you ought to ask a few questions? I mean, I'm just saying. Maybe you might want to ask a question or two. Well, it's it's just amazing to me. Amazes me. how nonchalantly they approach all this. No big deal. No big deal. You see that little fellow right beside you right there? If you go to hell, he's going to be in hell with you. Did you know that? Hopefully not stay in the path because you ain't there yet amen me neither ain't none of us home yet because you still got your eyes looking at me that means you still got life in that body as long as there's still life in that body there's still a chance you may not make it no man has a promise of tomorrow and no man has a promise where he's going to be tomorrow either you got to what you got what do you got to do but what do you, you got to do? What do you got to do? Uh, that's good. What do you, but what do you got to do? No man has a promise they're going to make heaven if you... Ah, there it is. There's the one I'm looking for. Amen. Galatians 6 and 9. The Bible says, Be ye not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Amen. You can run this entire race and sit down five minutes from the five five feet from the finish line. Let me tell you something. You can run this race. You can preach revivals. You can bring ten thousand people to the Holy Ghost. Hey, Amen. You can man. You can blaze trails for Jesus, and decide one day you're going to hit a bar and get sauce faced drunk. Amen, and, and uh, you can you can uh, uh, at the last minute turn on a dime and get hit by a freight train or a space shuttle fall on you, and guess what? Guess where you're going to spend eternity? Because the Bible says when a righteous man turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity. In His iniquity shall He die, and His righteousness will not be remembered, will not be mentioned. That's the Word of God, folks. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you this eternal security mess is a bunch of nonsense. But what we're talking about today is not just taking somebody's word for it. That's why when I come to you, I don't come to you with theory. I come to you with Bible. Cause you ain't gonna never be say, well, uh, uh, well, Pastor Hoffman said, oh no, what the heck are you talking about? Pastor Hoffman didn't say it. Amen, the Word of God said it. And I showed it to you. (laughs) I <laughs> didn't just throw it up on the deal up there and you take for granted that I didn't misprint that up there. It's one thing to put your Scriptures up on the wall, honey, but who you got writing them Scriptures? You better know that whatever you're looking at, it's the Word of God. Praise God. That's why you got a Bible in your hand that says King James Version on it, praise God, and you can put your eyes on it, and I require it in this church. You ain't coming up in here with no uh, without no Bible. You ain't got one. you going to leave with one. Amen, because I want to make sure you see it yourself because you ain't going to take my word for it. And it just blows my mind that more pastors are not preaching that. And for all you pastors that ever get your hands on this tape right here, you better stop that because you're going to have to give an account. You're going to have to give an account what you're preaching. You better make sure these people you're preaching to know what the heck it is they're hearing. You better know, you better make sure they know it's the Word of God and not your just your word for it, not just a bunch of hearsay. Let's take a look at what hearsay is and why this don't need to be that. Now, I have this... Well, I don't get ahead of myself. You know what you need to find out. When you're picking a preacher, or when you when you're trying to find a preacher, first thing you need to be doing is praying. You ain't gonna never find me if you ain't praying. Somebody, somewhere, somebody's got to. Some somehow, the Lord's gonna have to see something in you. He's to to see a. He's gonna have to see some desire. He's gonna have to see a, an effort. He couldn't have never showed you the flames on that window, Sister Tara, if you hadn't been out driving around looking. If you hadn't listened to the voice of the Lord saying, Well, check out this place over here. No, don't check that place out. the little storefront place. You don't need that place. That place is crazy. But there was a part of you that said, I'm going to try that place out. I've seen it a couple times. Where's that at? Where the heck is that at? That was a hunger. God saw it. God heard something. But when you pray and you begin to seek a place, Yeah. When you begin to when you begin to seek a place. What's one of the first things you gotta know? Sister Erica, go. What are you what are you gonna what are you gonna be looking for? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Let me just bask in that a minute. Oh yeah. Praise God. That was good stuff. That's good stuff. Amen. Okay, somebody, come on, come on. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Woo! Hold on, it's just almost too much for me to take. Wait a minute. Whew. Amen. You know what? Did you know? People don't ask those questions. How many people you think got together with Joel Osteen after church for the first time they was in there and said, "Excuse me, what do you preach? What do you believe? What is it you believe? What do you believe?" All right, give me something else. Yes, that's right. Come on, give me some more. You know, that's where. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big one. Let me tell you one I'm not hearing. What do you believe it takes to be saved? That's, what, that's a question. That's a very important question, don't you think? Amen. What do you think it takes to be saved? What must we do? Yes. Did you know that's what, the, that's what brought on the first message right there? Men and brethren, what must we do? That's what brought that first message. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Check one, two. Check. Check one, two. I gotta put this on. Give me just a minute. Check one, two. Check one, two. All right, check. I told my wife to remind me to tell y'all today I got a secret. Huh? Yeah. I'm about to tell y'all about this secret that I've been keeping from you for a long time. And I'm just going to go and break it on out and tell it to you. I just want to yeah, you've heard of people just rip off the Band-Aid. And... Brother, go ahead and go on home and get that rifle. I decided who's going to be the target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, did I say we didn't have a target? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all listening? I see dead people. (laughs) Brother, that was good. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, Amen. It <coughs> that was it. I see dead people. I do. Everywhere I go, I see dead people that are heading for hell. They're dead. They're heading for hell. Anyway, I want to get back to the message here this morning. So you want to find out? What it is they're preaching, what they stand for, what they believe. You want to find out what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Okay, so let me let me just ask you a question. Now, I have a saying. Well, let's get a couple scriptures. Uh, Sister Erica, get me Galatians one, eight and nine. Now listen. When you find out what they're preaching, this better be coming out of their mouth right here. And brother Edward, get me uh, Acts two forty two. Go ahead, sister Erica, Galatians one eight and nine. Listen carefully. This better be what they're preaching. Go ahead. The we. Though we are an angel from heaven, listen, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Go ahead. Let him be accursed. If we are an angel from heaven, come preaching any other gospel. Amen. Go ahead. He even said it twice. Listen to what he said in the very next verse. So say I again. Yes. Any man then that we have received let him be accursed. Doesn't say let him let him alone. It said let him be accursed. Who said that? That's right, Paul. That's right. That's right. Now, so what then that they received, what did they receive? The apostles' doctrine. Come on, brother. Amen. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Amen. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone of that doctrine. 242, Acts 242. Okay? And so so the thing is, He said, If you, any man come preaching anything other than that we have preached, we said first, and then He says, then that we have received. Amen. Let him be accursed. Well, how did he where, How did they receive it? Because they said, "Hey, man, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone." They heard it from the Lord, and they preached what He preached to them. Amen. Did you notice the Great Commission in Mark sixteen fifteen and and Matthew uh, uh, twenty nineteen, which the Trinitarians all, always go to because it doesn't mention the gifts, but uh, and and so they don't like to go talk about that. But anyway, Mark sixteen fifteen, which Sister uh, Tara's blasting over there too as we speak. I can feel the hair, uh, my hair blowing back over here from the pages turning. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Now sixteen fifteen, where she's going to read right there. Notice where it's at in Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Notice where it's at in the book of Mark. The first thing that happened was Jesus came on the scene. He grew up, the the Bible tells us who he was, it showed us his life, how he grew, then it shows us the steps where he took on the apostles, he taught them, amen, he fed them, praise God, and then he sent them to the multitudes to feed them. It is a mirroring image, praise God, of the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. The Bible says the Lord gave to the disciples, and they gave to the multitudes. That's the order of God. Go ahead. All right, there you are. See there, He said, he said unto them, Go ye therefore into all the world. Notice that's at the end of the book of Mark, 15, 16 through 20. The other at Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. It's also at the end of Matthew. That's the latter. That's right before Jesus ascended. He handed it all. Here's the handoff in a relay race. Praise God. The apostles handed it to the modern-day church, which we are an extension of them, always going back to Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Let me tell you something. If what you're preaching is different than what they preach, you're in a different building, honey. You're in a different building project. Because Jesus Christ ain't the cornerstone of corruption. Jesus Christ is not the cornerstone of falsity. He's not the cornerstone uh, of confusion. Jesus is the cornerstone uh, of salvation. Uh, Hallelujah. Healing, raising of the dead. Praise God. If you got the right stuff, praise the Lamb of God, there's going to be some proof of it. Go on with it, sister. Come on. Oh, what? Ooh, and these signs, hello, shall follow them that believe. In my name. Praise God. That's one of the first signs going to follow it. In His name. Everything's going to be done in His name. Whatsoever you do in the Word or Deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Okay? So, in my name shall they cast out devils. That's going to be one of the signs. Praise God. That's going to be one of the signs it shows them. They shall take up serpents. Amen. How many of you deal with serpents? Oh, yeah. You know lots of them. Amen. I do, too. I deal with them all the time. (laughs) If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Church, if you've got the right stuff, amen, if you've got the right doctrine, there's going to be some signs that you got it. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak in tongues. If you ain't spoke in tongues, you ain't got the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. There's going to be some signs following. Hallelujah. Now, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead, sister. Read read on down there a little bit further because I want you to get down there to verse 20. What's it say in verse 20? Preached everywhere. What makes you think he's working with them? How do you know he's working with them? Let me ask you a question. If you're you're associated with a church, don't you think Jesus ought to be part of it? I mean, don't you reckon Jesus ought to be there? I'm not talking about a picture of Jesus on the wall. I'm not talking about a statue card from what people think Jesus looked like, looked like some girl. That ain't Jesus. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why God said don't make no graven image, because you know what? Because they don't know what he looked like. You know who did that? Da Vinci did that. I believe it was Da Vinci, put that picture of that same man. And you know what? He, he took the same man he made that picture out of, the same man, and painted him as Lucifer 20 or 30 years later in a prison. Same man. And so that's a true story. Look it up. Amen. But uh he didn't have no long hair. Jesus didn't have no long, luscious hair. Did you know? Long hair was never spoken favorable of in the Bible. It got Absalom killed. And Samson's hair was was a sign that he was in a vow, not a very pleasurable thing to do back in that day. It was a vow that had many things attached to it. One of them was not cutting his hair. But that don't mean he had luxurious, long, beautiful, flowing hair, probably a rat's nest down to his feet. Who knows? There were other vows the same way, where they shaved their head. Paul shaved his head in a vow sometimes. But Paul saw Jesus, and Paul's the one that wrote in the book of Corinthians that for a man to have long hair, it's a shame unto him. And so let me tell you something. Paul, the greatest apostle that ever lived did not tell people that Jesus was a shameful man he did not have long hair and that's where i get it from i go by the bible i don't go by some nutcases uh uh, uh painting of what he thinks jesus should look like i'm going to tell you something jesus did not look like no woman and there was no you didn't see jesus from behind and wonder if he was a woman or a man God had a you know God did say one of the abominations is for a man to be effeminate. that means even a man walking around sounding you kind of well kind of soft, toughen up, boy, get up here and straighten up <laughs> or some woman say, "Hello, hi." <laughs> what? what? Joyce who? Yeah. I, I, y'all don't say it loud. <laughs> yeah. I thought she looked like a man until <laughs> she opened her mouth. Until she opened her mouth and I knew she was. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Now. Okay. The Lord working with them, confirming the Word with Signs following. Just like the message I preach. What are you following? What's following you? Amen. Y'all remember that message, right? Okay. Church. You can miss heaven by 4 million miles. Or you can miss heaven by 4 inches. Missed it is missed it. Did you know what? If you go to hell, it ain't going to matter whether you was a Luciferian or whether you was a backslid Pentecostal or whether you was just playing Pentecostal. Whether you just, how many of you know there's going to be people in hell that look just like you? That look like you look today. Did you know, let me tell you something, there's going to be a lot of people and is in hell right now today that lived their whole life in a Pentecostal church. Did we go into nap time? Or There's people today burning in hell right now. And if they can look up and see us, what do you think they would tell you? Do you know what? I'm going to tell you this much. I bet I wouldn't have to uh, 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 call for no amen if they got a chance to come back here. I don't guess. I guarantee you I wouldn't have to call for them to get up and shout. I wouldn't have to call for them to be in church on time, son. they just say, listen, can I just put a chair up? Can I just move in that room right there? Can I just stay here? I don't even need nothing to eat. I just want to stay here till I die. Amen. I, listen, oh, I don't need nobody to take me. I don't need a flyer. I'm going to knock every door in this county. I'm starting right now today. Oh, I'll see you all back here tonight. I may need you to come pick me up in because I'm going to walk from here to there start knocking every door. Let me tell you something, man. You know why? Because, huh, buddy, when you go through something like that, son, that will light a fire under you. Amen. Don't you know there's people down there that took this walk for granted? There's people in hell right now that took this walk for granted. They took somebody's word for it. The pastor had fallen asleep. How can the people in the congregation be awake when the pastor's asleep? Preachers have lost their their guts, brother. They none of them got no guts anymore. You know why they walk on eggshells? You know why they walk on eggshells? Because it's their living. I'm gonna tell you something, church. God knows my heart. He knows I'd love for this to be my living, and I tell him that all the time. But I'll tell you right now, if it comes at the cost of my message, if it comes of me having to water down the Word of God for this to become my living, it never will be my living, I guarantee you, because I am not going to do that. Amen. If we never get another soul inside this church, or everybody in this building gets up and walks out, I'm going to be preaching the same message when I when I stand at them gates. Uh, Amen. When I breathe my last breath, praise God, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Let me let me utter your uh, uh, name one more time, Jesus. Let me speak your name one more time. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. (sighs) I ain't got no choice, folks. You don't belong to me. You belong to my king. And I'm going to tell you, he loves you a whole lot. And I'm going to tell you right now, he ain't going to put up with somebody that's trodden his people underfoot. Now, when he brought you here, amen, he brought people that were hungry for the truth. And if I don't preach you the truth, I'm in a world of trouble. Because he took the time to bring you here, amen, with a hunger that is sufficient, praise God, to receive that word. And if I don't give you that word, praise God, you have wasted your time, amen, and he has wasted his time on me. Praise God. You'll never find any more anybody that appreciates you more than I do. I guarantee you that. You'll never find anybody that, that loves you any more than I do. Amen. I'm so thrilled that you're part of this church. And I love you so much. And I'm so proud of everybody. Never lose sight of that. Never lose sight of that. Just because there's a little uh, 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 sandpaper sometimes, it makes it feel a little rough on you. Maybe I step on your toes a little bit. Praise God. He whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Praise God. And I'm just his voice. I'm just his mouthpiece. All I speak is the Word of God. I just tell you what Jesus told me to tell you. Praise God. Amen. Jesus is trying to get you home. You ain't never had a Holy Ghost hug like Jesus going to give you when you get through them gates. When he says unto you, praise God, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Praise God, you did good. Oh, you're home now, honey. Ain't no more loneliness in your life. Here you are. Praise God. All that will be over then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ready to close here in a minute. Missed it's missed it, folks. I have a, a saying that I've said for many years. It's one of the mottos of my company, and my wife. Every time she, she makes fun of my truck. Cause it's always piled full of stuff. But my motto is, and I always tell my men this too, I'd rather have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. I don't have a drill in my truck. I got four in my truck. I don't have one battery for them. I got four or five batteries for them. Amen. Listen, I may not need a tenth of the tools in my truck for six months. But the very day that I take it out of there, that's the day I'll be 150 miles across town and I won't have it. So I never take it out. I leave them in there. And when you go in there and have to dig through and pull stuff out, you know, and then it just gets piled back in. Because if I took time to do all that stuff nice and neat and organized all the time, I never would get done the things I need to get done in the daytime. I have too busy of a schedule. Amen. i got a lot to do. Amen. So it gets disorganized. It gets And it looks like a pile of mess, boy. And I hate that. I hate that. I hate looking in my truck and it looks like a, a storm's come through it. But I don't have time to do that each and every time I open the doors of my truck and do it all nice and, nice and neat and all that. Why? Because I'm already late for the next place I've got to go. See what I mean? It's always something going on. So my motto is, listen, man, I would rather have it in there just in case I might need it. Amen. Uh, huh, you know what? Do I believe that I uh, uh, that I need to uh, wear this suit? No, I don't. But I do it because I can. Praise God, I do it because I can. There's some things in the Word of God that, and some things we may do in this church. Uh, and other people say, well, you don't have to do all that. You know what? Huh, I'll tell you what. I'd rather do it and find out later I didn't need it. Amen. Than to not do it and find out later. Well, you know what? You almost made it. You almost made it. I'll be dad gum. You just almost made it, brother. But you didn't. See you later. How good is that? Let me ask you a question. A Pentecostal preacher this that's lived his whole life, had 10,000 souls to his credit. Amen. Turn at the end. Commit adultery or fornication or whatever situation he is, dies in his sin. Let me tell you something. Now, you take him on one hand, okay? He dies in his sin, dies in a drunken stupor and drug and uh, deuce coma or whatever, okay? Uh, now, you set that man on one side. You take Charles Manson, who we know to be a, 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 a Luciferian worshiper, man. This guy's Satan himself personified. Set them side by side. Now, let me ask you something. Which, If they both go to hell, which one's going to be more in hell? I mean, hell is hell, buddy. You know what hell is, don't you? You know what hell is, sister? It ain't heaven. That's what hell is. (laughs) It ain't heaven. And let me tell you something. ain't but two places. You don't want to go to hell. You want to be in heaven. Don't you think that would bear looking into? It sounds pretty serious to me. sounds pretty serious to me. It's better to err on the side of caution, I say. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to end it right there. But we, we definitely have a part two of this, and it's a whole lot better tonight. It's a whole lot better tonight because I hadn't even got to the turning point yet. But I'm going to bring this right down to where this meets you. I'm going to bring this right down where it meets your understanding, amen, where you can get a hold of it and you can take this message to other people and tell them, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a message we just had. Let me let me just drop a thought in your mind. I tell you, I've heard that a lot in my life. Let me drop a thought in your mind. Sometimes that's the best way to reach somebody. You don't have to blow them up, bombard them or anything else, cause that cause that uh, uh, fight or flight response because, you know, we got that automatic trigger. Goes off, boom, throw them hands up like a crawfish, man, and you start to pinching. Man starting you know, I mean you just, just like rubbing a cat the wrong way, man. You know, claws pop out. I found it's a whole lot easier. You say, you know what? Let me drop a thought in your mind. Then you know what happens? Then you give them a chance to think about it. And you give them the opportunity to come to that conclusion all on their own. Amen. And when they come to the conclusion, it's a whole lot better than if you just put that conclusion on. Amen. So come tonight as Paul Harvey would say for the the rest of the story. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.